Find your missing ingredient at the 2024 National Restaurant Show. Whether you're looking to adapt your offerings to satisfy shifting dinner expectations, seamlessly navigate razor-thin margins, or integrate next-era solutions to offset labor challenges, the show has everything you need to plate up success for your operation. See tomorrow's ideas come to life and find inspiration for your next big concept as you explore a bustling show floor featuring over 900 product categories. From award-winning food and beverage items to innovative back-of-house equipment and technology. Join your peers at the show for food service in Chicago, May 18th to 21st, and get a taste of the future. Visit the official show website at www.nationalrestaurantshow.com to register and learn more. Restaurant prices keep rising. BJ's Restaurants is facing pressure from an activist investor. And Burger King franchisees are having a big year. Welcome to RB Daily, a quick look at the industry's top stories from the editors of Restaurant Business. I'm Joe Guskowski, Senior Editor at RB. And I'm RB Managing Editor Heather Lally. Restaurant prices continue to increase. Fast food menu prices increased 5.8% over the last year in January, continuing to rise at past the price of overall inflation, which rose 3.1% in the month. Full-service menu prices rose a more moderate 4.3%. Restaurant prices have been increasing largely because of costs, as operators' costs for food and labor have increased. An activist investor is pushing BJ's restaurants to sell. Pleasant Lake Partners, a Puerto Rico-based equity firm, revealed in an SEC filing last month that it owns 9.5% of the casual dining chain's shares. It said it believes BJ's is underperforming relative to its peers and would be an attractive acquisition target. BJ's owns and operates all 216 of its restaurants and is valued at $825 million. Its stock is down 40% since March 2021. Burger King franchisees were a lot more profitable last year. The chain's U.S. operators saw their per-store profits soar 46% last year, largely thanks to improving sales, easing cost pressures, efficiencies, and nearly 300 closed underperforming locations. The typical store last year generated $205,000 in profits, up from $140,000 the year before. Parent company Restaurant Brands International said franchisees in each of the chain's four brands in their top markets including Tim Hortons Canada and Popeyes and Firehouse Subs in the U.S., averaged 30% profit growth last year. El Pollo Loco on Tuesday named Yum! Brands veteran Liz Williams as its next CEO. Williams will replace Larry Roberts, who announced in November that he would step down from the top spot after a decade with the fast casual grilled chicken chain. Williams, who starts her new job on March 11th, brings to the Costa Mesa, California-based brand both retail and restaurant experience. Most recently, she served as CEO of Outfox Hospitality, the parent company of the fast-growing hybrid convenience store cafe chain Foxtrot, as well as upscale grocer Dom's Kitchen and Market. Before that, she helmed plant-based concept Heart House. But she's perhaps most well-known for her 10 years with Yum! Brands between 2010 and 2020, where she served as chief financial officer and president of Taco Bell International. Taco Bell has plucked a trio of up-and-coming chefs to help develop new crunch wraps. The fast food Mexican chain announced its TBX program in which it works with young chefs who will spend the next few months using their creativity to create new versions of the crunch wrap that could find their way onto Taco Bell's menu. 
The first group in the program includes Jennifer Wad Doberton, who owns Best Quality Daughter in San Antonio, Lawrence Smith, owner of Chilt in Phoenix, and Ruben Asaram, who operates pop-up restaurants in Philadelphia. They will create new crunch wraps that will be tested in their local markets by the end of the year. The group that operates the Etta Concept and Aya Bakery has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, the latest in an ongoing drama for restaurateur David Pysor. The collective was created after Pysor split with his former partners in the steakhouse concept Maple and Ash, with locations in Chicago and Scottsdale, which was once one of the highest volume restaurants in the country. Etta locations have closed in Chicago, Los Angeles, and the group's Cafe Sophie concept closed late last year. Pizor in a statement reportedly described the move as a strategic reorganization that would help the company emerge stronger than before. And that should do it for today's episode of RB Daily. I'm Heather Lally. And I'm Joe Guskowski. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of RB Daily. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and subscribe.